Hello, travelers. Welcome to the Mwende Wino podcast season two. As you know, by now, Mwende Wino translates to go well in several Zambian languages, and we use it to bestow um, travel mercies on people who are embarking on a journey. The Mwende Wino podcast aims to inspire you to explore not just your city, but your country, your continent, and beyond. In each episode, I speak to people who embody what traveling well means to them. And I am also glad to announce that we are finally on the Apple Podcast family. So now you can listen to the Wendorino Podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe, download, you can rate and review us, or you can head over to Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Player FM. Now, we are still um, in the midst of the corona pandemic, and even though restrictions have been lifted in several um, countries, we still have um, people, including myself, that are in places where we are still under some form of a lockdown. So we still have a lot more time on our hands. And based on statistics, a lot of people have been using this time to brush up on their language skills for future travel. Now, for instance, the Duolingo app recorded uh, 108 period of signups in literally three weeks. But taking this all back to the continent of Africa, we know that Africa is home to thousands of languages. And I think if you want to use this time um, to learn a language or two, then you should. And you should be doing this via a new online learning platform called Lingua54. And I'm speaking to the founder of Lingua54 in today's episode. And his name is Omokola Wole. Um, hi, Kola. How are you? Very well, thank you, Mazuba. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Mwende Wino podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm happy and excited to be on here. Awesome. Me too. Now, can you tell myself and the listeners about the inspiration behind Lingua 54? I mean, I discovered it on, uh, it was on Instagram, actually, I believe that I discovered it. I'm not sure what I was looking for, but I, you know, saw this um, on Instagram and I was like, this is really cool. And I just, you know, decided to delve into it. And then I thought about, you know, the founder and that's how I reached out to you. But I wanted to know, is this something that, did you grow up, you know, speaking different uh, languages? And is that kind of like what led to the inspiration behind Lingua 54? Uh, okay. Um, thank you, uh, Mazuba. Um, no, I did not. I, I, I spoke up. I, I grew up speaking only English and um, a bit of Yoruba. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoruba is a language spoken in the western part of Nigeria. Um, um, for me, I think my inspiration came when I moved um, to London, mm-hmm. and I realized that there was a disconnect between Africans living in diaspora. Mm-hmm. and Africans on the continent. Mm-hmm. And um, what I realized is most, most of the people who live, who live, or most of Africans in diaspora, want to reconnect with their homes, want to reconnect with where they, where they are actually from. Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to do this. And um, a lot of them travel back and they feel they don't belong. And at the same time, they feel they don't belong in whatever country they are in outside of, of Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, as we all know, language is the most basic and primary tool of connection of, 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 of any, of any um, human interaction. Mm-hmm. And I said, and that for me was an inspiration. And I said, okay, why, why don't I put together a platform where um, Africans in diaspora 
can learn to speak um, their language in at their own convenience and mm-hmm. that was how the idea of lingua 50 54 came up or came about cool and um how far back was this and kind of like how did you then like do you have like you know experience setting up a website how did you kind of then go about coming up with the business model for lingua 54 and then like reaching out to you know tutors and then like kind of like going into the launch phase of lingua 54 okay so um I'm i'm an entrepreneur i've done i've done i've worked in banking i've worked in finance i'm a lawyer I've done a couple of. I've, I've been involved in a couple of business ventures. So for me, it was just putting putting together another business, and it was pretty quick because the idea the idea came up in the idea came to me in about February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about four months ago. Mm-hmm. Style style work on it in March, um, and it's barely two three months, and we're launching in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I I spoke to someone who's now my partner. And he he has a bit of experience also in setting up startups, and we came together and we formed what I call a winning team. And um, we've been able to we've been able to do a lot. So because of my background, because of my experience, I've done everything from drafting legal agreements to working on the financial models to doing the graphics designs. Um, and then we've 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 gotten a bit of private investors who've invested in in helping us set up the back end. Mm-hmm. the IT aspect of things. So yes. And um for, for us tutors, um tutors back home, um it's been easy for us to get tutors because of the kind of um cost of re- remuneration mm-hmm. or because of what we're offering as pay. So mm-hmm. we're we're trying to pay people in Africa what they would earn if they were working in Europe. Okay. Or if they were working abroad, yes. So it's been easy to it's been easy to find people who are interested in in, in teaching. Great. Thank you for mentioning that. Now, going back to your story about like, you know, you, you only grew up speaking English and a bit of Yoruba. And I think of myself because I grew up speaking only English. And then I started learning French in high school. Um, but I was never, I mean, even today, I'm st- I, I, I can understand a bit of my mom and dad's language. And then in, um, in Lusaka, which is the capital city of Zambia, where I'm from, like there's a different language that's spoken, which is different from my parents' language. So the average Zambian knows about like four languages, including English, yeah. because okay. you know most of them are most of us are products of our parents are from different ethnic groups. Most of us, at least in this generation, so you have like your mom is from a different um, ethnic group, your dad's from a different ethnic group. You learn those two languages, and then if you are living in Lusaka, you learn a different um, local language, and then you know you have your English or you learn your French. But because I didn't spend most of my 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 formative years in Zambia you know it's it, it was like really difficult so when I did first move to Zambia I was like seven and I remember like people trying to speak to me <laughs> in um, some of the local languages and I was like lost and you know to this day like it's very difficult for me to like try to you know yeah. speak but I'm so grateful for a platform like Lingua 54 because I think yeah. You know, sometimes I think because, you know, you have like the older generation that try to teach, but sometimes it's just you just need like a different way of learning, yeah. yes. you know. Yeah. So um, speaking of Lingua 54, I mean, you and I know that like there are thousands of languages spoken in Africa and Zambia. We have like 72 local languages. So how did you pick the ones that you selected to offer on the app and um, like what um, other languages will be available moving forward? Okay, um, so there are actually over 2,000 languages are spoken in Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, what we've decided to do is we're starting with Igbo, Yoruba, and Tree. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and we pick them based off of demand, um, demand from our clients. Mm-hmm. So um, those were the three languages that were requested for the most. Um, the plan is to teach about fifty, um, to have hit about fifteen in the next eighteen months, mm-hmm. and eventually we want to go up to two hundred if the demand is there. Okay. Um, but there's but there's actually a demand for over fifty right now. We have a demand for about um, as at today fifty six languages wow. in Africa. Wow. Um, yeah. That's. I mean. So how in terms of like when you look at the feedback that you've received in terms of the languages people are interested in, like is it spread across you know the geographical regions of West, Central, North, and East Africa and Southern Africa, or is it like mostly concentrated in like one specific region? Like what are the trends that you're seeing so far? Well, well, it's it's spread across West, East, South, and Central. Mm-hmm. Um, just, um, I think our Arabic is is the main language spoken in in Northern Africa, mm-hmm. even though they have a few other languages that are spoken in Northern Africa. But majority of the languages that we've, we've that have been requested for have been from the West, mm-hmm. Central, East, and South. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a spread. There's been a spread in that regard. Yes. Great. Um, so, I mean, I know that this is 2020 and, you know, we're all like online and using Instagram, but kind of like I want to find out why did you start an online platform versus having physical classes? And um, I want to also find out whether the fact that, you know, we've, we're living in times where, you know, everything is moving online in terms of like with Corona, people are not actually able to go to physical classes. So like did has this has the Corona in a way like you know, helped, you know, with your business model? Or has it kind of, like, shifted it a little bit? Okay, so um, let me start with um, Corona. When, mm-hmm. when when the idea, when the idea, when I got the idea, um, yeah, there was Corona, but it hadn't hit, it, it, I think it really hit, hits the world in March. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea came to me in February. And um, at that time, it was, it was more setting up something that um, allowed for convenience, so allowed people to... Um, choose or allow people to have their classes at their convenience so mm-hmm. they could say be at home somewhere in in lusaka and connect to the internet and they have their classes and then it was also about the reach okay so how can we reach people uh, as many people as possible mm-hmm. and um, the internet obviously is the number one tool for that um, right now we have requests from people in over 23 countries mm-hmm around the world so and obviously we wouldn't have been able to do that if we said we wanted to have physical classes mm-hmm. um yes and logistically and financially it would have been impossible mm-hmm. um, to do that as, as a startup mm-hmm. so for us it was more of, of using the best possible tool available tool to reach as many people as possible which is the internet mm-hmm. and we've, we've been able to like i said we have requests from over 23 countries already mm-hmm. so it's 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 picking up and we're happy with that Great. Um, now, for the listeners who are interested in like going on Lingua Fifty Four and like starting their classes or you know registering at least for some classes, can you explain how the platform works? So, like, what's the first step if you're, you know, if you're me and you're trying to like go on the site and learn Swahili, for instance? Like, how how would it work? Would I have to use my phone? Would I have to use my laptop? Could I use either or? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you could use. Either mm-hmm. um, you can use your phone, you can use your laptop. Um, the, the 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 process would be to go on mm-hmm. and then register, and then when you when you're registered, you you, you go through a short test, and um, with that test, we, we can ascertain what, what level of proficiency um, of the language you've chosen, and we could say, oh, you 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 should be in level three 
mm-hmm. we have nine levels mm-hmm. and based off that test you are put in a class mm-hmm. or you put on a level and then you start to learn from that level upwards mm-hmm. and um you have um you could either be the only one in class so if you decide or oh, you want it one you want one on one sessions you could pick that option or you could pick the mm-hmm. option of being in classroom classrooms have up to seven people um at a time in each class mm-hmm. and then you go on you have your you have your calendar so you could pick the dates as far ahead as as three months okay. you could pick whatever dates you want you want to be taught on um date and time and um i think that's that's pretty much it and and you have you have the options of of downloading your class after mm-hmm. or downloading class that's finished after the class mm-hmm. to, to to learn more if you want to mm-hmm. and what yeah. uh, at what point does payment take place do you have to pay for the placement test or do you pay after you've booked the class times and uh, um, no you pay you pay after you book the class times before okay. before you start the class okay yes okay. Great. Um, now I noticed that um, you know in the last couple of um, weeks you've been hosting several free um, Instagram live classes in Twi, which is a language spoken in Ghana and Yoruba, which you've mentioned before is a language spoken in Nigeria and more. Um, so I wanted to find out like how you know how the idea came up of using IG Live. Was this something that you know, was inspired by Corona or was this again like part of like your business model prior to, um, to, to, to the Corona pandemic happening? Okay. Um, for, for, for us, it was, I think it was in response, honestly, it was in response to Corona. Uh-huh. Um, I, I got the idea from, from funny enough, from a church that okay. had, uh, that started, um, IG Life's, um, um, church sermons or church services. Uh-huh. And, and that the idea came to me and I'm like, Hey, Guys, why don't we try um, having online classes mm-hmm. and and taste our sessions to see what the response of people would be to it? So absolutely, it, it, the the corona helped to to motivate that decision, and and we realized that um, um, a lot of people were actually interested. We, we've had an average of over six hundred views um, per live session. Mm-hmm. So, and that was that's without without probably much marketing or or putting the word out there mm-hmm. so yeah it, it was it was it was as a result of corona and it's, it's it's really helped us great and you think this is something that you continue like in some shape or form even after corona is um done? definitely definitely mm-hmm. definitely we, we, would, we would we would um um for us it's, it's more about finding out what, what works best at, at each point in time um business like anything in life is dynamic things change mm-hmm. and um it's it's a winning formula now and we'll continue to use it until we realize um, we can win in in another shape or form, mm-hmm. but for now, yes, definitely, we'll continue with that. Great! I actually tuned into. Um, I think it was the Yoruba class that I tuned into, oh, okay. and uh, for okay. a little bit, a little bit, because I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> I think I didn't tune in from the beginning, so I was like, "Let me just see what's going on," and you know, yeah. let me. But you know, that's like that's the beauty of African languages, you know, because yeah. um, you know, sometimes, like for instance, um. I find that Swahili because I listen to, there's a band called Salty Soul that are from Kenya and okay, I love their okay. music and they, you know, they, 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 they sing in Swahili mostly and, yeah. I, you know, sometimes you, I, I hear, like, I understand a few words because yeah. Swahili is a Bantu language and, you know, yeah. the languages that my parents speak are Bantu, but there's some similar words in some of those languages, yeah. you know, and then you yeah. marvel at, like, the fact that there's so many different African languages, but there are some which are, like, you know, the connection is there. You know, you'd, you'd be surprised that there are some words in Igbo mm-hmm. from Nigeria that are in Swahili. Really? 
Yeah. That is and fascinating. What, 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 what we've come to realize building, because um, we're building um, our syllabuses and um, lesson plans from the scratch. Mm-hmm. And what we've come to realize when building our lesson plans is that m- there are a few words that were borrowed from you. You wouldn't know who borrowed it from who. Mm-hmm. But I guess as a result of migration or probably because all the languages came from one source yeah. and have dispersed um there's there are lots of words that are that can be found in 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 various languages so it's 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 a small world after all yeah no it's so funny yeah. when you say that um yeah and then i mean there's again there's also languages which are so different from <laughs> from you yes. know from your i mean yeah. and, and even in the same geographic region like in zambia um western zambia um one of the ethnic groups that occupy that zone are called the lozi and they like nothing that i mean when i hear people speak lozi and i'm just like i like and i'm you know i'm just like i can't understand anything like there's nothing that's similar that ties it in yeah Yeah, which is really interesting and then on the other hand you have like my dad's language is bemba my mom's language is tonga and then the language that's usually spoken in lusaka is nyanja but those three languages share very common um themes like for instance my name mazuba Mm-hmm. In um, it's it's from the Tonga um, ethnic group, but the same name in my dad's language would be instead of the the, the Z or the Z, they have an S. They don't have the the letter Z, oh, so okay. they'll replace. So instead of me saying me being Mazuba, they would say Masuba. Yeah. And then in Nyanja, which is spoken in Lusaka, they would say Mazuba. Oh, okay. So they'll just drag it, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. but it's the same thing. Um. Mm-hmm. So I think I mean that's the beauty of African languages, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, now I wanted to um, again go back to like you know people in quarantine and like looking at the statistics and more people are turning to language apps to brush their skills or even just like learn new languages for future travel. Um, why do you think it's important for people who may be considering a trip to African countries to learn an African language before they actually visit a country, or at least to like get some kind of semblance of a language before they visit a, a country? Mm, okay um i think i think it, it builds it builds um if if, if you're going if you're as a tourist if you're traveling to visit another country and you decide to learn that language and and you go into that country and you speak the language first of all there's some sort of um ice that's that is melted already mm-hmm. in in the hearts of whoever it is that you're talking to the locals um because it, there's some respects that you that that you gain when you are able to speak their language, they understand you're you're a foreigner, obviously, and they understand that you've taken time to learn to speak like them, so they already respect you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it builds trust, which leads to openness, mm-hmm. and then it makes your interactions with the locals easier and better. It makes you understand their culture better, and it it, it allows you find find your way around. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you find finding your way around easier. So um, I think, in a nutshell, it makes your it makes your trip easier mm-hmm. yeah and, in and terms of interaction in terms of travel in terms of yeah, communication mm-hmm. and also it, uh, it also helps you get um good things on discount well not on discount yes. but on uh, well, <laughs> on the regular price, price. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> prices, yes even though even though you can't be too sure because they might tell you they are giving you at the cheaper price but you, you can't be too sure no this is this can. is what i do so when i this is one okay. of my, my my tips so when i go to like an african country so for instance i i spent uh five years of my life in ethiopia in addis ababa okay. and um so when I would want to like go to like a market, for instance, what I'll do is I'd go with like an Ethiopian friend and um, I would like tell them to. So first, like I would I'll go, first of all, I'd go in myself 
okay. then I'd look at different things and then I'd like touch different things and my friend would be like in the vicinity and like kind of pay attention to like what mm-hmm. I liked, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'd go up to the storekeeper and like, you know, say to them, I'm Harik, like, you know, how much is this? And like, can I have a discount? And then they'll give me the price and I'd say, okay, I'm coming back and I'll walk out. And my friend who is like Ethiopian would go in there and then ask about how much the same thing that I just touched is. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll tell him the price and then now would come to an agreement <laughs> I can imagine that's how you know you're getting the real price you're getting the real price yeah but like you're so saying that, that helps a lot it helps a lot yeah it helps a lot. yeah but like you're saying knowing the language is like super you know and they, and, and they find it like really amusing like I remember in Ethiopia you know because you know they can tell that you're like a foreigner by like you know your mm-hmm. skin tone or like even whatever you know so I'd go in there I'd, I'd greet them in Amharic you know and then um, I'd ask how much it is because at least I knew how to say that and then they'll tell me mm-hmm. the price I wasn't very good with like the numbers but you know I'd be like okay what is this and then then I'll tell them no give me a discount and then they'll even laugh they'll be like you know I'm Harik I'm like yes I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm Habesha you know I'm just like you <laughs> <laughs> and it always worked you know so that's um I use that tip until, you know, in every, if every African country that I visit, you know, I try to go with the local if I don't understand the language or, you know, I, yeah. I learn. Yeah. It helps. At least a few phrases. Yeah. Um, so what do you see as the future of um, Lingua 54? I know you're just about to launch, but um, like in the next, like, I don't know, like one or two years, like what is, what is the, what is the goal of Lingua 54? Okay, um, for us at Lingua 54, the goal, the goal is to be a major force yep, for the preservation and promotion of African cultural history and um, languages. Very, it's very important because um, what, what we've tried to do with our lesson plans is to infuse a lot of culture and history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're not just teaching you how to speak um, the language, we're, we're teaching you how to um, we're teaching you about your culture, we're teaching you about your history, so you understand not just the language, but where you've come from. And um, when you know where you've come from, you, you, you know where you're heading to. So for us, we want to be that um, string that ties um, African African diaspora together. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, with languages. And um, we, plan to, we plan to have as many as... Um, uh like i said earlier 50 languages in the first in the first two years mm-hmm. um 18 months to two years so that for us is, is the goal awesome um yeah. so for people that are living on the continent even people that are living in the diaspora who have a particular skill in teaching and they're you know they're fluent in a specific african language how do they sign up to become tutors um on lingua 54 it's pretty straightforward. Um, there's a form they fill. That's all. Mm-hmm. They fill the form, and but after after there's an interview process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about ten minutes, and we, we we interview you to find out if you can actually teach. Because we we've, we've developed the lesson plans in such a way that's easy easy to teach and easy to taught and easy to understand um, what you're being taught. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, the process is you you sign up on our website. You just put in your details, and then we contact you. Set up. Um, a day and time to be interviewed and then you're interviewed if you pass um, you, you, you start to teach as soon as possible mm-hmm. and, and that's it you pick you pick your classes at times convenient for you mm-hmm. and and you teach when whenever you, you can mm-hmm. but that's it that's it. awesome yeah. awesome now 
Um, where can we find um, Lingua54 on social media? And like, what's your website for people that are interested in taking classes and following your progress? Oh, okay. Um, on Instagram, it's at Lingua54 at Lingua underscore 54. Mm-hmm. Five, five, four um, in numerals. Mm-hmm. So at Lingua underscore 54 on Instagram. Then on Twitter, it's at Lingua54 straight mm-hmm. um no, no, nothing separating lingua and 54 mm-hmm. and um 54 in numerals and then on facebook is at lingua at lingua 50 50 being f-i-f-t-y mm-hmm. uh, and then four being a number four mm-hmm. so at, at lingua f-i-f-t-y then four being number four on facebook Awesome. And your website, lingua54.com, right? Yeah, lingua54.com, yes. Awesome. Now you can find the When Do We Know podcast on Twitter as well. We are at When Do We Know, which is spelled M-W-E-N-D-E-B-W-I-N-O. On Instagram, at When Do We Know podcast. You can listen to this episode and all our others on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, SoundCloud, Spotify, Player FM, and anchor and don't forget to subscribe download share rate and review the podcast so more amazing people who are interested in travel can discover us now i'd like to thank you so much cola for being on the window you know podcast thank you very much mazuba for having me i actually enjoy talking talking to you that's that's great um you know in zambia when someone is headed on a journey to another place um, we wish them well. So we say um, to them, when do we know? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, what did they? What was their response? Is there a response? Um, they can say thank you, which would be zikomo. Zikomo. Okay, mm-hmm. so zikomo mazuba. Yeah. So now you have to start having classes in Bembo, Nyanja, Tonga <laughs> <laughs> on the side. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> okay. Great. All right. Then. Okay. Good.